Welcome to our special class on the topic of bitachon, you're never alone. So I'm going to give you an outline of the class, and then we're going to get into the class. So the class we're going to start with a story from the uh, Torah, a Bible story, and the way the Rebbe explains the story in depth in one of his holy sichot, then we're going to talk about what actually is bitachon and what we can do to activate it and why at times do we find that bitachon is not necessarily working for us. And we're going to finish off the class with a very, very powerful uh, statement on bitachon from the fourth Bad Rebbe, the Rebbe Marash. So let's start with um, our class, our, our, our story in the, in the Torah. So the story, we all know the famous story where Yaakov, who was um, living in his parents' home, and we all know Yaakov was a homeboy. So the Torah tells us that um, Yaakov was an Ishtam Yoshev Eldim. He was home. He was home with his parents. But unfortunately, his brother Esau wanted to kill him. So his parents sent him away to uh, the house of Laban, his uncle in the city of Charon, which is interesting is that Charon almost sounds like Corona. Not exactly, but close to it. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, spiritual metaphors between Charon and Corona, but we'll leave that for a, another time. So Yaakov goes to Charon. So think about this for a moment. Yaakov's living in his parents' home. He has everything. He has his bed, he has his room, he has his parents, he has uh, physically whatever he needs, he has spiritually whatever he needs. Life is great. You can't get better than living in Yaakov's parents' house. A patriarch and a matriarch. Yitzchak and his wife. But here he has to leave. Because sure enough, we know, obviously his parents gave him what he needed for the trip. But we also know that Esau wanted to kill him. And he sent Alifaz to run after him. And Alifas caught up with him and said, listen, I have to kill you. He says, how can you kill me? His instructions for my dad. So he said, I'll tell you what. The rule is that if someone's poor, they're considered like they're dead. So I'll give you all my money, everything. I'll be poor. And I'm poor. I'm spiritually dead. And you can go back and you say you killed me. So sure enough, Alifas liked it. He can get some uh, nice loot. And he took everything away from Yaakov. Yaakov goes to Haran empty-handed, empty-handed. And as we all recall, the emotional interaction when Yaakov meets Rachel, so the Torah tells us that he met her and he cried. And Rashi says there's two reasons why he cried. One reason is because he saw that he would not be buried with her. That's a reason to cry. But then Rashi gives a second reason, that Yaakov says, look, I came for a shidduch, and I have nothing, nothing. And he cried because he was empty-handed. So here's Yaakov, he has nothing. Fine, so Yaakov's away from his house, away from his parents, away from all the comforts, in a different country, out of the land of Israel, in Haran, and he has nothing. Not only does he have nothing, the Rebbe says, if you give a look in the Torah, the Torah tells us, besides the fact that he had nothing, Usually, if you have nothing, you have family. His family wouldn't help him. And as the Torah tells us clearly, what happened with his family, his uncle Laban, what happened with Laban? 
Laban cheated him. Tried to cheat him. Cheated him. So Yaakov has nothing. That is the image we have of Yaakov. Yaakov left tremendous success, all the comforts, and he's out in a different country called Haran, and he has nothing. Nothing, nothing. So you would think someone like that, that's it. He'd put his head in the ground, he would give up, and life would be over. But what does the Torah tell us? No, Yaakov doesn't do that. The Torah tells us that Yaakov walked strong with Hashem. As um, the Medrash actually says, that um, the, based on the verse um, in, in, in Proverbs, then you will go your way safely and surely, who is that referring to Yaakov? That Yaakov, even though he had every reason to give up, and he had every reason to put his head in the ground, but nevertheless Yaakov stood strong, and he went with bitachin. He went with bitachin and Hashem, he had trust in Hashem, that Hashem will take care of him and give him everything he needs. And actually the verse actually says, Vayisa Yaakov raglov, that Yaakov picked up his feet, Mean to say is, that, and Rashi tells us, that because Hashem promised him, he walked, he was dancing, he was happy, and life is great. And the Rebbe says, here you see something very, very powerful about the story. Yaakov had nothing. And the proof is, we know later on when he met his brother, Esau, he says, avarti. The only thing I had when I came there was what was one thing. I had a staff. Can you imagine being in another country, the only thing you have is a stick? But nevertheless, even though he had nothing, what did Yaakov say? He was extremely happy. And the Rebbe says, because he was so happy, so he became extremely successful. And we all know when Yaakov finally left Lavan, he was a very, very wealthy man. So he was wealthy, A, materially. He had tremendous possessions. Or in modern America, you call it, he had huge assets. He had huge wealth. But besides the material wealth, it says, Mitasai Shlema, his whole family was complete. He brought up a beautiful, whole, fa- fa- balanced family. And there we explain to him, he says, look, Avram Avinu, his grandfather, Yitzchak, his father, that lived in Eretz Yisrael, that lived in Israel. We all know Abraham had two children, um, Yitzchak and Yishmael. Yitzchak, we know, followed Abraham, and Yishmael didn't. Yitzchak, we know, had two children, Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov lived the life of his father, and Esau was a rebel. The only one, Yaakov, who was out of the Israel, in a different country, he was able to bring up a balanced family. What is the reason why he was able to bring up such a balanced family? And the Rebbe explains very clearly. Because he had bitachin in Hashem, he went with trust in Hashem, so therefore he was at peace, he was happy, he was a pleasure to be around, and therefore he had all the blessings from Hashem, and therefore he was extremely successful. So that is a Bible story, a Chumash story, a Torah story, where you see clearly that when someone is going through the worst possible experience, think for a moment, Yaakov, he had to leave his family, he was, all his money was taken away from him, he had nothing. His family in Haran, 
was not there for him. His uncle tried to cheat him. Nevertheless, yes, he did work hard and he worked very, very hard, but he was extremely successful, both financially and both emotionally and both with his whole beautiful family. He had the, the biggest possible success. But again, the key reason is because he had something which we call bitachon. Bitachon means he trusted 100% in Hashem. So now the question is, what is this idea of bitachon that causes you to be able to stay strong in Hashem, within Hashem and with Hashem despite all different challenges that you're going through? So I'm going to share with you a Hasidic discourse, the classic discourse of the Rebbe, where the Rebbe explains what is bitachon. And the Rebbe says as follows, Bitochon is based on a verse in the prophet Malachi, and I'll quote the verse, and the verse says as follows, Hashem says to the Jewish people through the prophet Malachi, Ahafti eschem omar Hashem. Hashem says, I love you. It's coming from a prophet, it's a prophecy. Hashem says, Ahafti eschem omar Hashem. Hashem, the infinite name of Hashem, is saying what? I love you. Think for a moment. Hashem is saying to each and every one of us, wherever we are, at any stage in our life, Hashem is saying, I love you. So when a person realizes that Hashem really loves you, what happens then? Hashem is infinite. Hashem created the world. Hashem maintains the world. Hashem is the one that runs the world. So this Hashem that loves us, could and will give us everything. So if there's anything that you need, and as we know, it says in the Medrash about Yaakov, what did he say? My, um, when, when my grandfather sent Eliezer for a Shaddach, he sent him with all the wealth. What do I have? I have one thing. Ezri mi'im Hashem. I don't have any possessions. I have help from Hashem. So in other words, when a person realizes Hashem loves you, so where are you going to get everything you need? Ezri Hashem. Everything that we need, we will get from Hashem. You need a smile, you need a good day, material things, physical things, a good mood, whatever it may be, Hashem will give it to you. Why? Because Hashem loves you. And if Hashem loves you, He's going to give you everything. That is the basis for Bidachim. But now we're going to go into a Kabbalistic journey. So, and we're going to try to understand on a deep level, what does it mean when we say that because Hashem loves us, and we have trust in that, Therefore, everything's going to be great. So we all know in the Sfirot, there's the, the way it's broken up. We'll start from the top. There's something which is Kesser. The highest sphere is Kesser, the crown. Now, the crown the, is broken down to two parts, Rotzain and Tainuk. So Tainuk means a deep sensation of, of uh, real pleasure. And then there's Rotzain. Rotzain means I want something. It's not intellect. It's not emotions. Rotzain, I want it. It's very, very deep within the soul of every single person's human being as one of the spirit of Kesser, which means Ratzayin. And we know this, this expression says, Ein lach dover If somebody really wants something, they'll get it. Why? Because Ratzayin is very powerful. That's Kesser. Then you have the Chabad, Chachma Bin Adas, which is the intellectual world of the Svirot, and that's more already connected to, to logic. Logic, intellect, a holy, the holy logic. Then you have the emotions. Starting with chesed, ending with malchus. Now, we know, even though there's ten sirot, but each one is intertwined with all of them. That means in Ratzon, you have all the intellect, 
and you have all the emotions. In intellect, you have Ratzon and you have all the emotions. And in the emotions, you have all the intellect and all and also Ratzon as well. So now, so the Rebbe takes on a beautiful journey. He says like this, Hashem loves us. Therefore, we have Bitochen in Hashem that Hashem is going to give us everything. So what does that mean we have Bitochen, we have trust in Hashem? Because Hashem loves us. So think about it. What is love? Love is the attribute of Ava, which comes from Chesed. That means Hashem is going to be chesed to us. But we all know, in the world of the Sfirot, there's the right, left, and there's the middle. Chesed is a right sphere. Chesed means to give. Why? Because chesed is all about giving. It's all about doing. It's all about just giving. But the other side of chesed is gvura. So just like chesed wants to give, gvura has reasons, emotional reasons, why not to give. So think about it on a simple level. Let's say you like somebody. So you like someone, you're going to give to them. What's flowing? Chesed. But it's flowing because you like them. What happens when all of a sudden the person that you like, you don't like them all of a sudden, they upset you, and the whole relationship was because you liked them, because they made you feel good, the flow is going to stop. So the Rebbe says what happens is, if you have trust in Hashem, because you believe Hashem loves you, coming from a place of chesed, of one of the emotions, you can think for a second, you can feel, oh, maybe I don't deserve it right now. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I thought something wrong. Maybe I did something. Who knows what I did that Hashem does not necessarily want to give me right now. So you're going to think for a minute, He's not going to give you. So what happens to your trust in Hashem? Your trust in Hashem is now weakened. Because the only reason why you're trusting Hashem, because you believe Hashem is going to go to you and He's going to give you. But if you feel like Hashem, some reason, Gvura kicked in, and there's a reason not to give, what's going to happen to the Bitochon? You're not going to have that strong Bitochon on Hashem. You're not going to have the strong trust in Hashem. So then it's going to go away. But let's pick up bitoch, the emotion of Chesed, the way it's rooted in Moichin, in intellect. So in intellect, Chesed that's seated in intellect takes on the seat of called Rachamim. Rachamim is compassion, Rachamim is not in the emotions. Rachamim is actually an intellect. And the Rebbe explains why. Very simple. Because we all know it says in Ethics Our Fathers, Don't judge your friend until you come into his place. What does that mean? Someone, your friend, he's nice to you, and all of a sudden they're not nice to you. So now you're going to be upset. So emotions will say, Oh, I'm not his friend anymore. Or I'm going to be upset right now. Intellect says, relax. Why are you judging him? Maybe he's going through a tough time. Or, is it, or to more specific, in Ethics of Afaz, what does it say? Have they done this color Adam? If you want, ready, want, knows, if you're already judging, you should judge them. Find a positive reason why they're doing what they're doing and they're going through what they're going through. Once you're done, so in Kabbalah it's called Moichin the Godless. Big intellect. That means if it's just emotions, okay, right now I'm upset. So you're not going to talk to the person. You're not going to get along with the person. But in Moichin, you can handle the fact that you're upset at the, on them, at, at them. But you can nevertheless be nice to them. That's called Moichin the Godless. And that's where Rachamim kicks in. 
So in other words, so if our bitachon, we have trust in Hashem, we say, you know, the truth is, there's reasons Hashem should, should be there for me. And there's reasons He shouldn't be there for me. But I have bitachon in what? Not in the emotions of Hashem, but in the intellect. So guess what? Hashem will find Hashem will judge me favorably. Hashem knows I'm going through a tough time. Hashem knows that I'm frustrated. And therefore, He'll give me the benefit of the doubt. So that will allow the bitachon to still be strong on my part. But the Rebbe says in the Mimer, but even in the intellect, there could be, you can say to yourself, oh my gosh, maybe he's not going to find a kafschus. Maybe Hashem won't find a reason to, to justify my negative behavior, my negative thoughts. Guess what happens now? So therefore, he's not going to be, be there for me. Even in the world of intellect, where it's already more, it's, the relationship is much stronger, but there is room to to create a, a friction in the relationship and destroy possibly the relationship because there's no kafschos. Oh, but I can't find one justification why I should do something for the person. You're right, I'm going to overlook this, overlook that, but so far? So then you have to climb up bitacha into a higher level. What's the higher level? The higher level is when you go into rotzain. What does that mean? So on the lowest level we said Hashem loves us because we're good to Him, Hashem is good to us, and if you're not good, it doesn't work. On the next level up, we said, okay, it's intellect. I'll be down the kafschus. We'll judge favorably. So Hashem judges her favorably. In Ratzon, Hashem loves us just because. No logic, no reason. Hashem loves us for one reason, one reason, only just because. Now, if that's the case, and we have been talking Hashem is going to be good to us, what, what could break that? On the level of Ratzon, nothing can break that. And based on this, the Rebbe explains the verse that says, Bitchub Hashem, we should trust in Hashem, Adeyad. What is Adeyad? So the Rebbe said there's three definitions. Some say, I trust in Hashem. Okay, Hashem loves me. But guess what? You're going to have a problem on that level. And that's why if you just believe Hashem loves you because He's nice to you, Gvur can kick in. Or if you go to the next level, Hashem loves me, and He's willing to give me the benefit of the doubt. Fine, what happens if we can find the benefit of the doubt? But what happens when you have bitchu Hashem adayad? You go to the level, Hashem loves me, you know why? Just because. Then, it's just because. So if it's just because, Hashem will always love me. So, back to the point. So the Rebbe says, well, because it says, after Hashem loves you, and He loves us on the highest level, just because. So therefore, our bitachon in Hashem is, without any reason, without any logic. We have trust in Hashem because we know Hashem loves us just because. And because Hashem loves us just because, Hashem will always be there, be there for us. So in other words, Yaakov, like in the story in the Bible, he left and he had nothing, but he had, he, Yaakov had trust in Hashem, that Hashem loves him just because. And therefore, maybe there's no reason to give him, and maybe he felt like, you know, he used up all his credits, but he knew Hashem loves him just because. And I think the lesson is a very, very powerful and practical lesson. If and when we work on our bitachin and Hashem, it's we have to work on it. That means our bitachin and Hashem means I have trust in Hashem, Hashem loves me, and Hashem will be there for me. But not because, stop giving emotional reasons, because that, be that can be canceled out. Not to give intellectual reasons, because that also could be canceled out. But you know why Hashem loves me? Just because. So guess what? If it's just because, Hashem will love me and take care of me. And give me everything I need. And I want to finish off 
we all know in the world of Chassidut, there's different levels of teachings of the Rebbeim. There's something which is called a, uh, a Sicha, where we would talk in public and they share different Torah thoughts. And then there's something which is called a Mimer, which a Mimer we know is a Chassidic discourse, which we, we all know that when the Rebbe would say a Chassidic discourse, in the Hebrew it's called Shechina Midaberes Mitaret Literally, Hashem is talking through, his, through him. And it's like a pass-through. Literally, it's like divine prophecy. So the teaching the Rebbe teaches from a Hasidic discourse, obviously, is a very, very powerful stuff. So in one of the Hasidic discourses of the Rebbe Marash, the fourth Chabad Rebbe, so in the discourse, the Rebbe Marash asked the question and answered it himself. And he said like this. He says, Hashem will not let a tzaddik fall. Hashem will never let a tzaddik fall. And he brings from the Zohar, the Zohar says that any Jew that was circumcised is considered a tzaddik. That means every Jew is a tzaddik. So since every Jew is a tzaddik, and Hashem will not let a Jew fall, so therefore Hashem has to give everybody everything. He's not going to let you fall. Materialism, spiritual, everything he has to give you. So in the discourse, the Rabbi Marash asked, if that's the case, how come so many people are falling? How come so many people are struggling? And in the discourse, the Rabbi Marash answered very, very simple. And he said, the reason why is not because Hashem, God for Hashem is not giving us. Because Hashem will not let us fall. Hashem gave and gives us every single thing we need. If there's something we need, it's there. Right there, ready for you. No, so how come I don't see it? And the Rebbe Marash said, and this is an Hasidic discourse, so it's divine prophecy. The Rebbe Marash said, the reason why we don't see it, not because it's not there, it's there. The problem is because we're lacking in bitachon. And when you're lacking in bitachon, the example he gives, it's like you have, we all have, Barksham, we live in uh, countries where we have water in our house. How do you get the water? All you have to do is you open the faucet, providing you paid your water bill. But if you ha- we all have water in our house, and all you have to do is open the faucet. So if I ask you, is there water in your house? For sure there's water. I don't see it running. Open the faucet, it'll run. So in other words, the water is there. We have to open the faucet. And the Rebbe Marash said the same thing also. Everything we need is there, right there. Everything we have. The problem is, that when we're lacking in bitachon, when we're lacking in trust in Hashem, we're keeping the faucet closed. And by opening the faucet, which means practically by having bitachon, we'll open up the faucet and we'll see all the blessings and, the, and all the miracles and everything that we need, from the smallest to the biggest things. So in other words, the Rebbe Marash is saying on a very simple level, a Jew... And every single person, Hashem gives you everything you need. There's nothing that you need that's not there for you. Ah, you don't see it? You need a key. What's the key? Bitochen. If we have bitochen, if we have trust in Hashem, we're sure that Hashem loves us. And not for a reason because we did this and we prayed and we studied. and we, It's all external stuff. We, Hashem loves us because Hashem said, Ahafti Hashem. Hashem loves us just because. And if we believe that Hashem loves us just because, that is bitachin. And if and when we have the bitachin, we will merit for the greatest blessings that each and every one of us need in a real, revealed way. 
I just want to finish off saying, we all know this, and we're going through tough times, everyone has their own challenges, whether it's personally, whether it's a family member, no one's belittling it. It's real challenges. However, we do have the key to create a flow of positive energy for ourselves, for our family, for our community. And as the Rebbe Marash said, just work on opening up your betachin, just like, just like walking over to the faucet and pulling the, uh, opening up the faucet and the water's gonna start running. There's everything available for us. Betachon is key. And when we activate betachon, we will merit to see all the greatest blessings. And let's hope and, and, and pray that we all merit to see this whole pandemic behind us. And we're all able to be reunited again, not have to have classes behind the video and behind the screen, but be able to be connected once together. And more importantly, we'll be connected together with Mashiach Tzidkeni, who will all be in your Shalayim, Ira Kodesh, and may it happen speedily. Amen.